Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Wednesday, December 2nd, 2015, and this is The Ride. Good morning everyone, how's everyone doing? Great, glad to hear it. I'm doing okay too. I'm doing better than fine actually. Don't you just hate it when somebody says, fine? How are you? Fine. Oh, I can't stand it. It's like an auto response. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean a doggone anything, really. Now, I learned my lesson. When somebody would ask me that, I'd actually tell them how things were really going. And then I realized, well, they don't want to know. So that's why people say fine. It's basically caveman grunts. Because nobody's asking how you doing because they want to know. They're just caveman grunting. And then you're grunting back fine. That's all that is. Means nothing. Isn't it nice when you come across somebody who says, you know, I've been really thinking about your situation. How is that thing going that you were dealing with? (laughs) You're not allowed to say fine when somebody asks you that. You gotta actually be real. Imagine that, being real. I would much rather be real. So the other day, if you recall, we had a situation with our home plumbing where sewer gas got into our home because a trap went dry. If you didn't hear about this, you need to check out, uh, let's see, I think it was called Dry Traps in the Living Water. It's the previous podcast to this one, but you should check it out and then come back here and listen to the rest of this. But the deal was this. We took care of the traps, every one that we thought could have been a problem by filling them with water. And the smell didn't go away. Now we did make an effort to air out the house, but it wasn't long enough. It wasn't consistent enough. So we thought we had a deeper systemic problem. We thought maybe uh, a stack vent for the plumbing system might have been blocked causing improper flow of the water which would in turn empty the traps all on their own siphon them out and you'd have the problem all over the place but we couldn't get rid of the smell and so we thought we had something more problematic so the other day we brought in a plumber to look things over and he says you know what I'm just not, I'm not finding it. It looks like you've taken care of your traps. The things that you had allowing stuff in, looks like you've taken care of. And we can't see a problem. So we're like, I'll pay the man. And then uh, we decided, okay, we're gonna air this sucker out. Now it's a good thing it wasn't like dead of winter. I don't know what it was, maybe 40-some degrees, I'm thinking. 
I think that we aired it out for a couple hours. We opened windows up and down, and the house got down to a nice 55 degrees inside, and it seemed to have maybe done the trick. But I was thinking about that whole process. I wasn't involved. Christy was doing that, but um, I know what she was doing. And I was thinking about that process. I'm thinking, you know, in order to get the smell out of the home, you can't just open the windows and wish it out. There's no motive force. There's nothing that would move that air. Now, if we had a winter storm going on with a blizzard, yeah, there'd be some air moving around. But even then, it's not directed out. You need to direct what's stinking out. And you need to allow what's blowing in. You see where I'm going with this? I know you do. That's the fresh wind of the Holy Spirit. It's not enough to just seal off the incoming traps so that you don't get the smell coming in. And it's not even enough to open the windows to let it blow out. You've got to let God in there to help do the, mo the motive force stuff, to, to help move it. See, as that's happening, what happened, what happened to the comfort of the house in my story? It went from comfortable to a little chilly. It might be a little uncomfortable as, as those things are leaving. You know, you have to set your environment differently to cleanse. So what do, what do I mean by that? Well, let's say, and I can, I can attest to this because this was part of my life growing up. As a young person, who knew better? But, you know, I would go out to the bars quite often when I was single and hanging with friends. Now, I, I'll admit, um, I was a fairly good boy. But what I realized was happening to me, this is a trap. This was one of the traps that I didn't let the, the water, the living water of the Lord, pour into and protect me. This was a trap. I started to gain the thinking of those around me. Simple as that. Isn't that what happens? You know, our enemy whispers into our ear with his thinking and causes us to think certain ways. Well, I was in environments where the thinking that I had was being infected, more than affected, but infected by those around me. And for the most part, they were not thoughts that aligned with my Savior, with my Savior's thoughts for me. So they were at odds. They might seem like they're harmless. I mean, it's not like we were rampaging and going out and committing crimes and silly, really heinous stuff like that. But 
I, if I sit down and think about it right now, the kind of thinking and talking we would do was very detrimental to the maturing of a person, spiritually and otherwise. So then, if I recognize that, which it, at some levels I did recognize it the whole way through, I kind of knew it, because I grew up knowing the Lord. At some point, I realized, you know, this is not getting me anywhere. I mean, I might be having a fun time. I mean, it's something to do. I'm just talking about going out and drinking and and just being stupid, really. I mean, after a while, and this is, you know, I realized it when in my mid-20s. This is just wasting my time. What's this doing for me? I don't, I know enough that I don't want to find my future wife here, probably, because most voices I was hearing in that scene did not align with my Savior, and I knew enough to know I needed her voice to align with my Savior, the woman that I would choose. So what am I doing? I, I said, what am I doing? This doesn't make any sense. In the natural, it didn't even make any sense. And in the spiritual, I knew it didn't make any sense. So then I said, you know what? I got to get... I need to open my windows. Because what's happening inside of me is just starting to smell. It took a while for me to recognize it. But when I did, I realized I got to get the windows open. But that wasn't enough, like I said. I had to get the Holy Spirit flowing through me, blowing through me, clearing me out, clearing my head, giving me clarity. And I remember that it was at that point, and I wasn't going to church at this time. You see, if I had been and getting some word into me, that would have been a little bit of a breeze going on. But I said, you know what? I need to, I, it's stagnant here. It's stagnant and it's starting to smell and I cannot, mature this way. I know better. So then I found a church. I don't even remember how I found it. It was a small church in this town I was living in. And uh, I developed a, a relationship with a pastor there, which was really awesome. I think he understood my situation. And uh, that kind of got me on my feet. Got me steady again a little bit at this point the breeze was kind of flowing through the through my house a little bit but I needed to get something bigger going now yesterday Christy got a fan that would blow out blow a room that had smell in it and it would blow it out and because all the windows were open fresh air would come in to replace it and it doesn't take long but it does take some time some constancy or consistency to move that air and so in my walk I knew that I needed more than just going to this church every week and I needed something more I needed to be actively ministering somehow and you think well geez isn't that what for pastors and stuff nope <clears throat> that's for every Christian 
if you listen to this podcast for any length of time, you know you have a calling. You might be a pastor to one person. If you're a parent, you're definitely a pastor. You're a leader of a flock. Come on now. And God's placed you there. So no one is off the hook. But that's not a problem because God gives you everything you need to minister greatly. So I knew I needed to minister somehow. I found a bigger church. Not that big is better. I'm just saying that I happened to find a church that was bigger. And kind of got hooked up with the worship leader there and youth pastor. And had an opportunity to speak to kids. For the very first time in my life was I ever really ministering. And learned a lot through that process. But that helped create this flow in my life that helped kind of clear out a lot of that stagnant air. So here's the thing. If you... uh, If you think about it and honestly consider what your life is like, I want you to ask yourself if you sense that there are stagnant areas in your life. Stagnant areas that are just keeping you from growing in in ways that you know you you should be growing in. Or or maybe you've listened to this podcast and thought, you know what, those are those some of the things he's bringing up are great opportunities to grow in the Lord and I just feel like I'm not there yet. Well, that's an honest appraisal. That's fine. But if you want to get closer to your Lord, if you want to have some of the stagnant air in your life that maybe is stunting your growth and your potential in what God has birthed in you, this is an opportunity to open those windows and then let him blow in. Let there be some movement. Lord, we thank you that you supply what's needed here. We don't have to whip up any kind of religious effort to make ourselves be mature. All we need to be is willing, willing to open the windows and let you operate through us so Lord you know every one of our stories you know where we've been and and the things we're dealing with and maybe we recognize some stagnant air in our life we want that to be cleared out clarified conditioned and readied for maturity and I when I say maturity Lord you know that I mean the level that I need to be at. Not the level somebody else's maturity is at, but the level that I'm supposed to be at. And maybe I'm supposed to be a comedian and and my maturity level is at a certain point that's different than somebody else's who's an accountant or, or whatever. That's fine. But I want my spiritual maturity to be there. I want my emotional maturity to be where it needs to be. So, Lord, we're all asking that you would just blow through that stagnant air and cause there to be a change. We are open to change. And I speak to our enemy and say, you release 
your words off of people, words that have been spoken over people that they have maybe heard and listened to and maybe adopted. Oh, I curse those words of cursing. And I declare that God has set up words in heaven spoken before time for every one of the people listening right now. Words that are to prosper and not to harm them. So I break any kind of hold, any kind of words spoken over the lives of believers and unbelievers alike. Words that would cause them to feel like they are not worthy. We are worthy. You sent your son for us. And we've been counted worthy. And if we accept him, we've been counted righteous. I thank you, Lord, that this is a new day. Amen. All right. Open those windows and let that spirit flow through you. Find opportunities where you can help others and minister. That helps that flow. It's like a big fan in your house, okay? You stay in that word and you live in peace. And you pray for those who persecute you. And turn on that turbo fan, okay? And I will see you on the flip.